Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 199. Ooh, we're almost at that 200 mark. And it is titled, Getting Past the Awkward Dry Spell. So we have a guest today, and what we're really going to be talking about is her journey from, and we'll get way more into this, so I don't want to give too much of it in the intro, but but her journey from basically taking several years off of exploring her sexuality or having sex at all, and then what changed her mind, how she got back into it, and then hopefully some really juicy stories about her sexplorations that happened after that. So I think it could be really inspiring for people because you're really going to hear both sides. You're going to hear the, because, you know, sometimes people are like, no, I just need to be celibate, right? And then later on in life, they're like, no, 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 I just need to go out and fuck everything that moves, right? (laughs) And so I think, I'm pretty sure you're going to get both perspectives today from somebody who really has experienced both. Like, why did she decide to do that? both of those things? And and what was her experience with those? And so, I don't know, I think there could be a lot of value here for people who are in either of those positions going, well, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that, right? Yeah, I I like picture this, that you're sitting down, grabbing your favorite drink of any kind, doesn't have to be alcohol, but uh, kick back, relax and kind of be this voyeur and live vicariously for Layla. So (laughs) (laughs) let's just give a big shout out to our sponsors before we bring in our guests. If you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. So make sure you go check it out. Our guest today is Leila London, and she just recently decided to explore her sexuality after a three and a half year of self-imposed dry spell. She woke up one day and said, hey, what the heck am I doing to myself? Why have I just shut off that side of my sexuality? I need some physical contact badly. So basically, she decided to stop wasting the pretty and get out there. And she set out her sexual road trip and scratching things off her sex bucket list and now she's getting laid exploring kinks and having all kind of fun and sifting through the emotions that it stirs up in her she is blogging and podcasting about it anonymously and she is here today on the love lab podcast so welcome Leila London thank you guys I'm so excited to be here today with you I can't wait to jump into all the juicy details <laughs> so if you haven't uh, if you're watching if you're listening I should say and you're not watching on the video um, then you won't notice anything different but if you're watching on the video you might notice that you can't see Layla's face so she is staying anonymous but if you are watching on the video you have a great shot of her breast so <laughs> I hate still worth looking <laughs> exactly but in case- I know, I know. 
<laughs> I don't know if they're, they're, they're showing out the way they should. Like I said, I forgot that we were, I had to tip the camera down. So I'm like, I don't know if they're really, you know, they're kind of smashed. Huh? I have a sports bra on under here. So they're, they're not really placed the right way, but that's okay. <laughs> oh. Still nice to look at nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> and, and today you, you have permission to stare at somebody's breast, Kevin, <laughs> oh, for thank you. 40 plus minutes. <laughs> this is like, wow. How I, often does I that happen? I will be glued to, to the screen. <laughs> Bonus. There's your bonus. That's right. Exactly. We're really going to watch watch the episode now. <laughs> so, Leila, let's get back to the beginning. How on earth did you end up being celibate for like three and a half years? Let's start with that. Yes. Let's roll the clock back. Okay. Well, you know, that kind of wasn't necessarily intentional. It's just that I think probably like a lot of people, you know, you get very, I'm, I'm a type A, I'm very driven in my business life. And I just kind of got to this point where I was so caught up in my business doing well. And I was getting a lot of rewards from that. The money, you know, that was great. Uh, and I started to really associate sort of who I was and get a lot of my positive, you know, at a girls and feedback from the success of my business. So I really just kept, you know, you, when you're getting that positive reinforcement, you keep pouring into it, pouring into it, pouring into it. And I really just was kind of a little bit obsessive about it. And I, and I, and I enjoyed it, you know, and, but I was obsessive to the kind of to the detriment of some other things. And my personal life was one of those things. It just kind of became a perception of mine that anybody that wanted to date me or spend time with me, you know, that, that was taking away from the business and work. And I kind of protected that like, like a relationship in a way, you know, so uh, I went along and then three and a, you know, three and a half years into it, I really just had this epiphany where, you know, and people ask me, well, what, what drove that? I don't know, to be honest with you. I, but I remember the moment I was in the bathroom, in the mirror. I think I'd just gotten out of the shower. You know, I was like, like we do, you know, I'm checking my bod, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it looks good. And I thought, you know what? What am I doing to myself? I'm like, I am wasting the pretty. Someone needs to be get the benefit of this. And I I haven't had any sort of physical touch, physical contact in three and a half years. This just has to stop. So I very quickly put on my business hat. You know, I'm like, okay, wait, there's a problem. Now you got to solve it. And I just kind of went into business mode about it, came up with a plan of action and executed. And literally within about uh, 10 days, that was the end of that. <laughs> oh, we're going to get into my that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you know, it's funny. It, it reminds me a little bit of before we got together. Oh my gosh, I thought the same thing, love. <laughs> when I had, when I, so Selena and I were friends for several years before we got together, we were in di different relationships. We've talked about this on the show a lot. And finally, when our relationship situations shifted and we were both actually available for each other, I reached out to Celine and said, hey, you know, if you're, if you're still interested, you know, and her response was, I'm too busy working on my business. <laughs> that was literally what I told him. I have no time for you. I'm too busy with my business. Boy, did you almost miss out. <laughs> Well, obviously you overcame that because you guys are together, right? <laughs> yeah, that is a whole other story. But I'm curious, before we get too much into the uh, you know, sexual exploration type stuff, I'm wondering 
If there were any lessons that you learned about yourself during that three and a half year period, like, you know, you said it wasn't intentional to decide to be celibate for three and a half years, but nonetheless, you were. So did you learn anything about yourself, what you needed, what you were missing, what you wanted? Well, I would say that it was what I really learned, you know, is, is in, is in hindsight, you know, I think that's kind of what our biggest, a lot of times what our biggest teacher is because sometimes when you're in something, you don't really see the forest through the trees. So for me, what I took away from that is I just realized about habits and intention. And when people find themselves stuck in something, it's because it's really become a habit and it's familiar. It's like, whether you're good at working out or you're not good at working out, you know, it's not, I don't know that it's so much, it is discipline, but also, you know, the discipline I think is in the beginning and then things become a habit. We just become accustomed to doing them every day or not doing them every day. And that's the big thing. That was my key takeaway is I had just gotten so accustomed to not having physical relationships that it became, it was it felt normal. Mm-hmm. This is... and. I was just going to say, this is, this is actually a really good point to bring up to people because, you know, you, you know, we work with a lot of clients and, you know, some of them are dating frequently and some of them aren't, and but want to be. And I think maybe something they don't realize is they're not doing the things in life that would create the outcome that they want, right? So for instance, if your outcome is you want to have dates and you want to have connection and you want to have sex with people, but you're not making the space for it in your life then you're not congruent there, right? So I think it's a good point for people to realize is like, if, if you're really in that dry spell, take a deep look at your life. Where are you not creating space? Where are you not creating the right mix of ingredients for the outcome that you want? Yes, and you know, or just simply put, you've made it a habit not to. You can make it a habit to do it, you know. So, and it's just as it really is just as easy. One is just as easy as the other. The perception is that maybe it isn't, but it truly is because once it, you know, once you just get accustomed to it and you're used to it, it's second nature. It's just something, you know, you do, it becomes a lot more effortless and you're not really thinking about it as much. In the beginning, you know, you're kind of feeling your way around in the dark just a little bit, you know, if you're trying to get back into it, but uh, it, it very quickly kicks off and, you know, it, I, it's like, I guess you want to say riding a bike <laughs> it just comes right back. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to come back to that moment in time where you realized that being celibate was a problem for you. Why was that? Because I think that was a really defining moment, and that's probably what lit up a fire under your ass to start moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> under your ass, <laughs> in your genitals. <laughs> so there was a fire going somewhere, that's for sure. Uh, it, you know, I think it was just, it was, I really, that's where I came up with the term, stop wasting the pretty. You know, it was just like, uh, and everybody has, it's, it's not just a, you know, feminine term. I mean, you know, like, you have all these things to offer. Why are you wasting them? Why are you shutting down that side of yourself? And I just thought this is completely wrong. You know, this is a part of who I am and I'm, I've just totally turned it off and, you know, and suffocated it. And um, I knew that to be balanced and really to, you know, feel whole, you know, I'm like that, this is not going to work. So um 
so I just quickly did a 180. <laughs> yeah, that, that reminds me years ago, a mutual friend of Celine and I's, who's a very intelligent person, we were having a conversation just about work stuff, and I, I was not doing coaching work at that time. And we were just talking about it and you know what I was up to, and, and his words were, if you have knowledge that you can use to help the world and you're not doing it, you're an asshole. <laughs> that's that's literally what he told me. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I guess he's kind of right. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And so I'll, I'll play on that even farther. And I'll say, you know, especially to women, because I don't know that I find men shut down sexually as much as women do. That's just been, I might be wrong about that, but that's just been, you know, from having, being a female and having female friends, you know, this is what I see. And uh, I, you know, so I'll tell when I run across women that are doing this, you know, I just have that same sort of in the mirror, heart to heart that I had with myself with them and tell them, listen, who are you to deny the world all of this? Somebody <laughs> needs this. Don't be selfish. You know, you know, you got to put, put that pretty out there. So, um, but, you know, that's really just, just kind of how I see it. It's like, there's you, you have stuff to offer, you know, <laughs> you should be doing it. Yeah, and the other thing we know is that, uh, you know, it the, doesn't pre last. the pretty don't last forever. <laughs> it shifts, it shifts. And there are things that you had that you won't have again, so might yeah, as like, well use like them. Like my hairline over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. It's, it's, that's another point. I mean, I don't want to scare people, but, you know, it doesn't, it's just, it's, this does not last forever. You know, we're every, we have different chapters in our mm -hmm. lives and they're all, you know, you can still be, sexy and attractive at every stage, but it is going to be different. And, you know, I, I know I can, I can admit as a woman, there's, you know, I I'll look back at pictures of when I was younger and I'll say, I'll, you know, gosh, I remember thinking, I'll look back and I'll go, God, it really looked good. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, I don't know if I look okay. Do I, does, does this look fat? Does it, you know, whatever. And you're just caught up in stupidness, you know? So I'm like, I just know, like you, you can literally waste the pretty and, but I'm not, I'm not going to let that happen. Oh yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause it wasn't that long ago. I was looking back at some older photos of myself and, you know, when I was in my 30s, I mean, I was rock climbing all around the world, mountain biking all over. I was, I mean, I'm still pretty fit, not to say that I'm not, but I was yeah. like super fit, super lean, like single digit body fat numbers, you know? And I had no fucking clue that I was that attractive. I looked at some photos recently and I was like, holy shit, I was good. I should have had like a line of women waiting, you know, like, but <laughs> yeah. I had no clue. I just, I didn't even know. I just didn't even have the awareness around it. I mean, otherwise I would yeah. have strutted it some more. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that. You said that you did a total like 180 and you basically went from three and a half years of a dry spell and you said, I think you said 10 days that you broke it. So I want to know, like, how did that happen? Because I see a lot of people come up with excuses or saying like they don't have their how-tos. So you might have a how-to that worked for you that might work for others. So please share that. Yes. Okay. So uh, first of all, I kind of got really clear with myself, like, well, if you're going to do this, like, I wanted to make it fun. You know, I, I wanted to prevent, I, pr I wanted to pre prevent just the quick one off and then reverting back. So I needed, I knew myself and I knew, you know, like within, if 
for business, you know, I always have a goal, like what is, what am I trying to accomplish? So I got really clear on what I'm trying to accomplish. And I, and I decided that, you know, if it's fun, I will stay, I will stay with it and I'll, I'll be interested and carry through with it. So I kind of decided at that point that I was going to come up with a sex bucket list, give myself a year to knock things off. And that, that was really through, through this sex bucket list and this commitment to this year of having fun, that that's how I was going to pull myself out of this and make sure that I established a good habit, a fun habit that, you know, I would want to maintain. So I made the list and then I very quickly thought, well, now what do I need? I need men. So <laughs> I need people that's who want to knock. <laughs> I well well okay that is the easy part but it's quality over quantity so that's that's where it gets you know a little dicey so it it was I had to kind of create a little bit of a system there to uh you know qualify quickly and move things forward quickly so that I can get on to the fun stuff so I quickly joined some dating apps and, you know, and I was honest, you know, put that, I put that up in my profile, like, this is what I was doing, you know, that I had a sex bucket list and I wanted to knock things off. Well, of course, you know, <laughs> 500, 500 messages. <laughs> insane, insane. But here's the fun thing is, you know, because I put that out there and people could see what I wanted to do and accomplish they got on board with it too. And it was like, you know, you're coming together and you both have a common goal right out of the gate. And so that made it fun. Uh, and, and, and it was also being just completely honest about, you know, what I was trying to do. And, and it was an icebreaker and a conversation starter, you know, and, and people that had already done some of this stuff that said, yes, I could lead you safely through trying that. And we'll have a lot of fun and experience with that. Or, hey, I don't have any experience with that, but it's on my list too. So let's do it. You know, and then, you know, you're with, either with someone that's leading you and has more experience or you're with someone that you're kind of locking arms and you're like, okay, here we go. You know, we're doing this our together. It's our big adventure. Yeah. So it was just, it just is fun. And the first guy that I, you know, met and really thought, okay, I'm clicking with him. Uh, you know, I have a system. So where I just, you know, it's chatting back and forth quickly. Then I want to move to the phone call because I want to hear your voice. This tells me a lot about somebody. And then I will meet them personally. And it's a face-to-face, you know, like at a Starbucks or whatever, just to see, is there chemistry? Mm-hmm. You know, do we, can I, the things we're talking about doing here, you know, <laughs> could I see myself doing with you? And then once that's established, you know, then we just, we just kick it off, you know, we just pretty much go right into, um, you know, dating or friends with benefits, whatever you want to call it. And there's no pressure on anybody that that this has to go a certain place. The goal really is that we're going to, you know, we're going to uh, do, we're united on the fact that these are some things that we want to do together. And from there, uh, you know, a lot, a lot opens up. I've had so many great relationships along the way. I mean, because when I started doing this, that was six years ago and I've maintained it. So, uh, you know, and ended up starting a podcast. (laughs) Okay. So 
<laughs> so you talked a little bit about your system, which was great. If you if you weren't going to sort of lay out the steps, I definitely wanted to ask that. But you kind of you kind of laid out how you went through it with you know starting with the chat, moving to the phone call, moving to, which I think is great for anybody that's dating. So you know we talk obviously with a lot of clients and a lot of friends, and they all struggle with this. How do I decide whether or not this is a good one, right? And they put a lot of energy into people that turn out to be total duds, and so anything that can help them, any sort of a system that they can do to help them get clued in is great. So thank you for sharing that with the audience. Yeah. And now I really want to dive into this sex bucket list because I got a lot of questions about this bucket list. Was the sex bucket list on the dating profile or do they have to connect with you and then they get an email with it? Is it on a Google Doc? Like how, how does it work? Yeah, they pick a database choose? somewhere? Do you, do you yeah. sign up? <laughs> I would have hired somebody to write write an app for it, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so, okay. So what I so no, what I said is I just basically, you know, I said I put right out there. I, you know, I'm coming out of three and a half year dry spell. I want to make my sex life a priority. I've created a sex bucket list, and I really want to. I'm looking for somebody, you know, fun and adventurous who wants to scratch some thing, help me scratch some things off my list. And so then that's, that was sort of the, you know, I just left it at that. And then from there, uh, you know, guys would reach out and say, what's on your list. And, you know, and then I have, I kind of have a sex bucket list or I've always wanted to do the, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so it just, you know, like I said, it was a really good icebreaker and a way to start to sort of let the people know where you were going. Like if they were, someone was like, okay, I'm looking for marriage right now, then they probably would have passed me by. Um, you know, so it was just presented to be more casual and fun and, you know, let's just see where it goes. So on a sex bucket list, there can be a wide range of things from very yeah. tame to really crazy and out there. And I imagine over six years, your list has contained a pretty broad spectrum. But I'm curious, what was the very first thing that you checked off that list? The very first thing, well, it was just breaking for obviously like breaking the, <laughs> breaking the dry spell. Um, that's a good question. What was the first thing? I think it was, so, uh, I, I wanted to learn how to squirt. And so somebody did that quite proficiently. I didn't believe it. You know, I just thought this is ridiculous. Who is this guy? Like, he's so confident. He just says, oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> it's like, huh? Come on. Seriously? So, wait, so this is cool because you had never squirted before. And how how, like, how many times did it take just the one time you guys were together and he got you to squirt? The very first time we were together. He got the first try, first time, made me squirt. What did you think about that? I did, by the way, I did, I did end up seeing him for three and a half years after that point. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a lot of squirting. I assume you invested in a few uh, sex mats. Oh, <laughs> a closet full of Venus I mats. <laughs> I don't know how many beds. I cannot tell you like how many hotel room beds have been wrecked by, by him and I. <laughs> I just, Good for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, there was just, I couldn't believe it. Like the first night there was not really a dry spot on that bed. And I, 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 I couldn't, I just, after that first in time with him, I literally had to, he's like, you can stay, you know, like stay the night. And I was like, no, I gotta go. I, I was literally trying pulling up my pants while my legs were still shaking. I, <laughs> I just, 
I needed to get out of there and process like what the fuck just happened here? Like what happened? <laughs> Somebody knows my body better than me. I don't even believe it. Like this guy's a Jedi master, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so to um, all our male listeners, if that's a skill you haven't yet learned, see how important that is. Well, it could transform a woman's life. Not only that, but we actually have a fair amount of women who say they want to learn how to squirt. Yes. So ladies, if you're listening, keep in mind, zero experience. She didn't even believe it was possible. Happened on the first try. So if she could do it, you could do it too. You just have to learn how. Totally. I didn't even know. Yeah. I literally didn't know anything about it. Didn't know how to make it happen. Had never even come close with myself. Really never tried. I just put it on, you know, I'd seen it and I'm like, that looks really cool. I want to see, God, can my body do that? How do they do that? You know? And, uh, and so when a man said, oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, I can do that. And, and I just was like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't believe him. I'm like, oh, OK, I, I, I almost went there, like, just to challenge the fact that, no, you don't have that much. <laughs> you know, like, no way. No way. You Typically know, I want <laughs> Yes. I, yeah, I was just I, it was it was the instant. No, mm-hmm. you know, I don't believe that. And uh, anyway, needless to say, that was like the last time I questioned his ability. So I want to know, because you said that you saw each other for three and a half years after that, uh, were there kind of, were you more into doing open relationships? Um, What kind of format were you using or are you still using and has it shifted throughout those years? Yes. Good question. So yeah, in the very, in the beginning, I was just very upfront with everybody. Like this is, you know, what I'm doing. And I don't expect that one person is going to come along and meet all these needs and tick off everything on this list and want to do everything on this list. And so therefore anybody that I was with knew straight out of the gate that I would be having other partners as well. And they were, you know, they were free to do the same. There was just, you know, and you had to be okay with that. And 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 if and if anything changed, you know, then of course I would hope that someone would come to me and tell me. And throughout the years, uh, you know, I had several open relationships, and then as they, ch- you know, I had also very deep, committed, loving relationships, and you know, where you start out one way and things feelings develop and things change, and that's all part of it. You know, that's that's just life. You can't really. Uh, I was a little naive in the beginning because I thought, again, with my more business sternness, I'm like, yeah, no, this is, don't worry about me. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be getting attached to anybody. And I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty good at staying strong to that, but you don't really at the end of the day control that. So feelings do develop and it's, it's not a big deal. You know, you just have a conversation with somebody and you, a lot of the guys, I was actually surprised at how many, you know, how it was the other way. It was the guys at some point saying, you know, they're developing deeper feelings. And because of that, you know, then they're not sure how they feel about now it's different about knowing that I'm seeing other guys and being intimate with other guys. So, you know, you just cross that bridge when you get there. Yeah. 
I love how you're just like, yeah, it's not a big deal because that's kind of how we feel. And uh, like, it's all about communication. You just have to be clear. And when things shift, again, you bring that to the table, you brainstorm, you may find ways to still, you know, find creative ways to stay together or separate or whatever. Uh, but I love hearing that somebody else is finding it just as natural and normal as what we always do, because most people make a big deal out of that. I don't know what was on her bucket list, but I can tell you that there's only about th three, maybe four things that I absolutely would not be up for, and everything else is fair game. <laughs> All right, so we're going to dive more into her bucket list, but first let's give a little break to our sponsors. Um, yes, Kevin, you're going to know more about Layla's bucket list, okay? Oh, we so will. <laughs> If you are loving our show and you want to find ways to um, help your sex life and your health, your relationship, Kevin and I have put together uh, products that are ours and our hand-picked affiliates. We're very picky about who we choose, what we like, and what they have to offer. They have to be really good stuff. And so if you want to support us, go and purchase any of the products from us or our affiliates because it supports the, way, the work that we do and we can continue to help as many couples as possible possible or as many singles too it doesn't really matter as many people with their love life so you'll find anything from biohacking supplements courses books i mean tips so many Sex things mats so you don't destroy so many beds exactly mm -hmm. so go there to we go. <laughs> go to celine forward slash products and when it comes to sex mats i think we have one, two, I have like, we have like four-ish. Yeah, I yeah, think. We, keep, we keep some upstairs, some, some downstairs, downstairs some for everywhere. travel. Yes, it's we have very, smaller ones. Very important. <laughs> we can't live without that. <laughs> so maybe, do you want to go a little bit into like, were there some... Oh, wait. Yeah, I have very, I have some okay, questions I definitely want to ask about this okay. bucket list. So I, the first one I asked already, which was what was the very first thing that you checked off the list. The second question I have is what is the wildest, craziest, most over-the-top thing that you've done that was on that list? Oh, well, shoot. Um, the, the pressure. I mean, see, some people be like, oh, that's not well. I mean, the sex parties, I think. You know, having having sex in front of other people strangers, you know, not with strangers. I haven't actually done, I would, when I've gone to sex parties, I've gone with a partner. And, um, and so the first sex party I went to, that was a big story. Um, and then is the it a good second story? one, hold on. Is it a good story? <laughs> All right, the, it is. The second it's one sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say this, I would say the first one was just eye-opening because I had really, I had all these preconceived ideas about what it was going to be. And they told us, so it's like, it was like a masquerade. So we went and got these masks and I thought it was just going to be all these beautiful people dressed to the nines. And we were going to be in this like house on the hill, you know, just like a movie. And we roll up and we're in the suburbs and I'm like, it, you know, what? There's station wagons all over the place. Like, what is going on? We walk into someone's house and it's a takeover of their home. And they, <laughs> every room is like covered in plastic. <laughs> and you, That's usually and they how they luck. are. They had a potluck with bubbling chili. And I was like, oh, ew. Like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Chili is a bad idea for a sex party. I won't tell the story, but one there was a sex party I went to where there was a catered meal beforehand and they served beans. Let's just say, not a good idea before a sex party. Somebody, 
wasn't thinking. That's all I got to say. Like, that, that was my thought. As a woman, I was like, oh, no. Like, who is eating this? You know, it's greasy. It's bubbly. Oh, my. I was I was mortified. So, anyway, but, you know, so we we make our way around. And and most people were naked at that point because we got, we got there a little bit late. And I just was really, it was just normal people. Mm-hmm. And I really thought, uh, and, and which is great by the way. And, and I, as I tell this story, you know, again, when I get to look retrospectively, it just was, it was a good lesson because that's what sex, that's what sex is for. It's for everybody. It's for normal people, you know? And I had just this Hollywood idea in my head, like we're going to get there. You and, thought it was going to be Kubrick's know, eyes wide shut. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to be beautiful. And like they came off the, you know, a, a, a magazine cover and it just was everybody you know, you could possibly think of, you know, all different body types, ages, you know. And so um, once I kind of got over that little shock, like, oh, okay, not what I, you know, not what I was expecting. Then I got, then I got started walking around. We got relaxed. I got into it. And since it was my first time, I wasn't ready to just, you know, start having sex in front of all these complete strangers. But what we did was we ended up in a room where there was a every most people were there with their partners in that room and they were having sex and nobody was touching each other it was all just kind of separate but then people were walking through and you could watch and be a voyeur or however you wanted to experience it and i decided that um i i i didn't want to have sex but i was ready you know that my partner was definitely going to have like the best blowjob of his life so i gave him a blowjob and let and let other people watch it was really interesting because i could hear people behind me talking and watching and and I that was exciting because I could hear that it was what I could I could hear that what I was doing was turning them on and so that was kind of my first little indication that I like to be watched I had didn't know that but through that experience you know that's what sort of then opened some more doors to experience some other things where I'm more, you know, I get to be watched and I enjoy that. And I didn't know that about, you know, I just hadn't figured that out about myself, but that's the beauty of the bucket list is sometimes you go there, you you go, you experience something and it doesn't in your mind, you thought it would be a certain way and it doesn't actually end up what you thought or what you thought you were going to get out of it, you don't, but something else reveals itself. And then that just opens up a whole nother realm of possibilities. So everything has been positive that I've done, even though, you know, and some of them weren't exactly as I thought they would be. They led to other amazing discoveries. Yeah. I love the point that that you made about you had this idea of what you thought a sex party would be like, and then you got there and you realized, wait a minute, it's just, I, we've been to a lot of sex parties. Like, <laughs> so, you know, they're always just in somebody's house in the burbs. Sometimes the houses are rather large and nice. Sometimes they're not, you know, people have rented houses, you know, like, mm-hmm. but the thing is, yeah, it's, a, it's a regular, <laughs> yeah, you remember that one, right? <laughs> what were they oh, calling there's a story there that I can tell. Yeah, there were like roosters everywhere and you had to be careful about they, like not destroying things like because you're rented, renting a They B&B. rented an Airbnb and whoever's Airbnb it was, they had this theme of roosters. And so it, oh got, it got nicknamed Cock Manor because there were these roosters and they were like porcelain roosters everywhere and you're like, don't bump the table and break the cock, right. you know? <laughs> anyway, back to the original point, which was that 
you suddenly realize it's it's just regular people, like old people, young yeah. people, fat people, skinny people, gorgeous people, people that are like, ooh, that's a little rough to look at, but it's everything. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's definitely totally. not just the Hollywood version. Well, and I think it really helps us too. And I think especially for us women to realize that the image that we have from magazines that are all airbrushed and not real and that we put in our head as this, this ideal woman, nobody really is that. And once you start to go out there and you're like, oh, she's got pubic hair or a little cellulite. It's actually normal. Oh, there's a little chubbiness there too. Cool. Well, and she's just gorgeous and she's loving herself. Well, why don't I do the same thing? You know, I right. mean, it's so liberating because then you just come to a place of acceptance for yourself and I'm, I'm sure it works both ways I'm just coming at it from the female perspective yeah. yeah no I agree 100% and we sort of I think for women we we need to see examples of it yes. in other women and that's why yeah. it's so beneficial because all we see in the media is the perfect image. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, oh, okay. So, you know, we need to, we need to see it represented, you know, among the sisterhood, yeah. <laughs> the real, the real, the real women of the world, you know, so yeah. it's great. So you know, for me, it was like seeing a woman uh, with body hair. Cause I was always obsessing, like, got my legs like properly waxed or shaven, like whatever, you know? And it's like, this lady couldn't care less. And I was just like, well, who, she's right. Who, who cares? And it doesn't stop me from having pleasure or orgasm. Why am I obsessing so much about that? And that totally changed everything for me. And the yeah. first time I gave myself permission because I waxed, so it's not always like perfect as the time of free growth. Then when the first time I went somewhere and did not apologize for not having waxed, it was a huge thing and so liberating. <laughs> yes, I, I have a quick little funny story. I have a friend who uh, used to be an exotic dancer and and um, she, uh, we, we both do yoga and we went to yoga teacher training together. And I, you know, and I, I became really good friends with her. And I said, I got to ask you, what is going on with your bush? Like, what's up with that business? <laughs> and, she, and she's like, and, and, and she starts laughing, you know, and I go to sure. Cause I knew she had a boyfriend. So your boyfriend like, doesn't like doesn't care or you know is this and 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 then when she used to be an exotic dancer I go did did you let it go like that when you were dancing did anybody care she's like listen this pussy is going to get eaten whether or not it's shaved or <laughs> full bush and I was like really <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I was like she's just like men don't care you know and I was like oh okay, you're right. I know here I am being the woman that cares. And she's like, doesn't matter. They don't care. <laughs> and I was like, thank you for that lesson. Well, the, I love it. The thing also is, is that there's somebody out there that has every preference, right? So there's always going to be somebody that loves a full bush, somebody that loves yeah. just to trim, somebody that wants it completely shaven. Like this, there's somebody out there that loves it no matter what you right. got. So totally. And yeah. even if it's not their preference, she's right. They're still going to eat that pussy if it's in front of them. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. They might pull a hair or two yeah. out of their teeth, but they're still happy. <laughs> totally. She's a beautiful woman. Like, and if they could, they, you know, I know, like, I cannot see a man turning her away because she wasn't, it was, you know, her, she wasn't waxed or she wasn't shaved. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, but I remember at the time just going, Oh, is that, is that, is that style coming back? Is that, is that what we're working with now? You know, I, like, <laughs> I just wanted to know, you know, I was just asking her and then I go, so did you get any pushback on that? And she's just like, no, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Men don't care. Yeah, they're going to go for it. <laughs> okay, I got one more question about the bucket list. And we've got some other yes. questions too, but I just want one more question on the bucket list. I'm wondering yeah. if there was something on that bucket list that was like another like pivotal moment or the most memorable thing. Or like this has been a journey over six years. Is there some point in there that was really like this huge light bulb, epiphany, something like that? Yes. A game changer, a life changer. Yes. It was was, um, exploring BDSM. Mm -hmm. I knew she'd be a candidate for BDSM because she's a type personality and they absolutely need BDSM. Please continue with the story. (laughs) I, so I just thought, you know, okay, let's just try it. You know, I just want to find somebody that's experienced that can show me some things. Cause I just didn't know anything about it, but you know, I'd watched and I, there were things about it that I found erotic, you know, and I was drawn to, didn't totally understand why, but I was just, again, I, you know, it's no judgment. It's my bucket list. I didn't have to have a big reason for why I wanted to try it. It's just like, if I wanted to try it, it went on the list. So, uh, you know, I met someone that said, yeah, you know, I have experience in this and, you know, I can absolutely kind of lead you through it safely. And, you know, you can try and he'll respect my boundaries and all that. And I'll have to say, I want to say this to people that are listening for, for that, to find that one guy. I mean, I had to talk to a lot of ding dongs. There's, (laughs) and yes, in this, and on this subject matter, it is really, really widely misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And the perception is it's about, you know, women on her knees and, oh, yes, sir. And, you know, that all that garbage that you see, just put kind of try to put that aside because it's not, it's misrepresenting it. It's misrepresented in porn. And then a lot of guys see that and think, you know, they can just have sex with you the first time and who's your daddy and who owns this pussy and, you know, all that stupid shit. And it's like, you're not my daddy. And, you know, you don't, you know, shut up, you know, like you don't have, (laughs) you don't have a right to ask me this really like this. I have not given you permission. So, um, so I just want to put that out there because it's, you do have to kind of weed through a lot of goofballs, but when you find somebody that's really good at it, it's a whole, it just opens up a whole nother world. So um, that was just my hugest revelation. It, it helped me understand why there were men in my life that were great on paper, had all the right stuff. And I couldn't figure out what, why don't I, why am I not totally loving this guy? Why am I not just like, what, something feels off. What is it? And it was really just that I need a, I need a dominant man. I need a man that knows how to lead and knows how to be the man. And that with my life and my business life and making all the decisions and having to put that hat on and that armor on, I need to come home and be in my feminine. I need to be the woman. And, you know, if you're asking me to make all these decisions and sort of lead as well, it be over time, it became, for me, a turnoff. It just wasn't, I didn't feel like this is somebody I could go the distance with. And I didn't understand why I was feeling that way. So it was confusing for a lot of for a long, very long time. Because, you know, I would just pick the nice guy. It's like, all these things, all these boxes, you know, everybody loves him, family, he's a doctor, you know, this, that, the, you know, check, check, check. And 
it just wasn't, you know, but there was always that nagging inside of me, like, you are bored with this. Like you, you, you are not happy. So this yeah. is, this is a huge point that I think a lot of women are missing today, given the current societal structure, the push against masculinity, the push for women to be that everything, do it all, get it all done kind of thing. I'm willing to bet that when the current culture dynamic passes over, you are going to see a resurgence of women looking for strong, masculine men that they can feel safe with and that they can surrender to. doesn't mm-hmm. mean be passive. It doesn't mean any of that stuff that people think it no. means. But no, you're not a doormat. Nope. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're going to see that because I think the, what you just described is a common experience for so many women out there right now. And I love the fact that you were able to figure it out and you used BDSM as a tool to get there. Now, you don't have to use BDSM as a tool to get there, but it was a way because when you start playing with power dynamics like that, it becomes real obvious. Well, oh my gosh. I mean, there's for me, it just opened up a whole new world. There's nothing like it for me that I've ever experienced the the even just in the sex act, everything leading up to it, the way we relate outside of the bedroom, just as much as inside of the bedroom. Phenomenal. Like this is, that's the type of dynamic that keeps me hot for somebody constantly. Like it doesn't shut off. I don't care if we're grocery shopping. I'm like, the energy is buzzing. You know, we just, it's like, we're like two little kids. We just want to be around each other. It's that electricity. And, and, um, and you always, and it's the, it's the one thing too, that so endears you to that person that you can, you, you will be brave enough to have a big disagreement with them, but you trust and know that you can go there with them and it's okay that you're going to, you know, you'll, you'll come out of it working it out, you know, I mean, there's just, it's because there's so much trust and connection and it demands great conversation and dialogue to be successful. And that's what great relationships are based on anyway. And so when you get to, when you get to go into it with that door already open and it almost just like tricks you into it because normally you might be like, Oh, I'm I'm going to hold back. I'm a little more shut down. I'm a little more reserved with this. You can't do it. You cannot do it. And uh, you have to push past that. And you're pushing past that for other reasons. But then it makes, you know, all the other stuff, conversations about the difficult, anything difficult, just super easy and, and comfortable. And you're able to do it. Uh, you know, it's very fluid. From the moment in the beginning of the show, when you described yourself as an A-type personality, I knew there was going to be a BDSM story. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. I was just waiting to pull it out because I knew it was there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious um, if you have any advice for our listeners, if they're like wanting to explore more, what, what are some of the things that you would tell them they should do or like first step? 
first step to explore more sexually? Yes, yes, obviously, yeah. because that's kind of what we've been talking about. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and whether, you know, and I think it could work both, like whether they're single, they've had a dry spell, or even if they're in relationship and they're like, they're yeah. not going after what they want. Because basically it's for anyone who's realizing they're not getting what they want, <laughs> basically sexually. Right. Okay. So my big thing, the thing that's driven this whole, you know, really I, just a simple thing that's driven this whole process for six years now is the sex bucket list. And I change, you know, I update it and I change it because I learn new things and I want to try new things and it grows and expands, you know? Um, and so I would say that that's the best place to start. Cause that's going to let you know where you're steering the ship. And then, you know, if you're by yourself also with a partner, because it's kind of fun, like, you know, you can say, let's make this list together. You make a list, I'll make a list. Let's exchange them. Let's show, you know, like I want to spice things up. And I actually, because I feel that sex bucket list has been such a powerful tool for me, you know, to keep my sex life hot and spicy and, and fresh, you know, over this, this amount of time, uh, I created a little course. It's just a freebie, um, that people can, where people can go and I walk them through how to make a sex bucket list, you know, just give them ideas, get them, get them going in the right direction. Cause a lot of times people are like, well, I don't know what turns me on. Where do I start? You know, I mean, you think you, you know what it is now, but you also know you want to branch out. So, um, you know, I kind of have some, um, tips and tricks for, you know, how to so do where, that. So where and can they get it if they want it? <laughs> I know, I know. Here, okay, here's the kicker. It's almost done. I have just have to do the landing page and it's almost up. So um, by the time you air this, I will, we can put that in your show notes, I assume. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes, okay. It'll be so on your just, website, I imagine. It'll be on my website. Yeah, it'll be on the curiousgirldiaries.com, definitely. Uh, but also just, you know, I'll put, I'll get you the the link to it. That's like the last thing I was just talking to uh, the platform that I'm hosting it on. And I was like, okay, now I got to do the landing page. And so I was getting tips for it, how to do it. So um, it's almost done. Once I, once it's done, then boop, you know, the URL is created. So. Okay. Um, yeah. That's great. And we'll add it to there. And there's always the curious, um, curious girl diaries. Is that, is that the one? You also have a podcast if they want to hear more about your juicy stories, because we're kind of like winding down this episode, like uh, what's your podcast? Where can they uh, listen to it? Yeah. The podcast is called the curious girl diaries that you can find that on any major syndicator of podcasts, you know, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, anything, Google it, it'll boom, it'll pop up. It's been around for six years. So uh, it's easy to find. Uh, but I always recommend just people go to the website too, the curiousgirldiaries.com. From there, you can link anywhere you want to go, all of my social medias. Uh, you can leave me a voicemail. I love to get voicemails from people. I get back to everybody. Yeah, you can click on the pink tab on the right hand side and leave me a voicemail. And I respond to everybody's questions. We can talk about whatever you want. You can ask me something or just make a comment. Um, and then also you'll have the sex bucket list and, um, everything that I've got going on there. Yeah. Sweet. Is there something that would make you stop? Do have you ever thought like, Hey, if this happens, that's when I stop or like what, what's going to make, what's going to be like for you this journey to continue it as it is or change things around? Well, I, I, um, I used to th say originally, I thought this is, I'm going to do this for a year mm -hmm. and I knock these things off my list. And that's going to be that. I'm going to go right back to my vanilla life as I knew it. 
And obviously that didn't happen. That's um, not happening. <laughs> Once you take that happening. red pill, there ain't no going back. No, I know. It's totally. You know, like my eyes are open. Um, and it's fun. And, you know, your sexuality is just like any aspect of your life. It's growing, changing, evolving, and you've got to put effort into it. And, you know, it doesn't, like I said, it becomes a habit over time. You don't, it doesn't feel like a, it's a grind or anything. And it's so fun. <laughs> it's so rewarding. But um, so, yeah, I, I am not going to stop. No, because, because of that aspect, because you're sick, you know, we're, we're so wired for pleasure. You know, it's a huge part of who we are as human beings. And I want to keep that going. I want to make a conscious effort to uh, have the habit of, focusing on my sex life and making sure that that aspect of me is fulfilled. And uh, that can be, you know, who, who that's with over time will does and will change. Uh, and that can be exclusively, non-exclusively, you know, it's just a, just a matter of, you know, who's in my life and what's right for us and what's agreed on. Awesome. So we're coming to our last question and you probably, um, I think there has been on the two guests, that would be you and another guest who was a porn star who didn't blush. Uh, but we want to know what is your best sexual talent? It's now, okay. It is now hand jobs. I just took this course and I have, I, I didn't know, like, I really, I, I feel I was, I have been ignorant up to this point on all the different ways that you can touch a penis mm -hmm. and how you can totally drive a man crazy. Mm -hmm. Again, with my type A, I'm kind of competitive about, you know, when I'm with somebody, like, I want to rock their world. I never want anybody to say like, that was just okay, you know? <laughs> So I'm very, I'm very determined as much as I'm submissive, you know, and I love, I love to be, uh, you know, have a dominant man really kind of leading me in the bedroom and all that stuff. I have a, I want the experience that I give my partner to be just a standout. And I took a class and I learned how to give a really great erotic massage and, you know, touching his penis. And I, I mean, just unbelievable, all the different ways you can do it and the reaction that you get from your partner. And, you know, you can touch him in ways that he cannot make these different, you know, hand motions and do all this. And to be able just to tease and build it up and the moans that he makes. And I, I love the little like... <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when you when you get him right to the edge and then you kind of taper back a little bit like oh that that is just so sweet to me like I love that um anyway I I have um yeah I have that's my new that is my new sexual superpower like I can sit there and do that for over an hour to you like and and enjoy every second Sounds of it just lovely. as much as you love it yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. And it's not just that, you know, it's not no. that, I mean, and I say I, I've been guilty of just the, you know, the standard porn, Jack, 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 you know, uh, there's so much more. There's so, I mean, I think I've been creative. I feel like I felt like I had been creative I'll, and no, oh no, I've just whew, broadened my horizons. Yeah. I'm so glad you did. I'm totally going to plug in because I have a touch of love, which is a course that teaches women how to give hand jobs like that too, because I would agree. Uh, once once you know how to do it, it is so much fun for the giver as much as the receiver. We're going to second Isn't that and highly recommend all women take this course. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it fun as the receiver? Yeah. Like, oh, I it's mean, amazing. And, 
And as the giver, I mean, I, I did it with a partner and then he came on, he came on my podcast and we talked about it and, you know, I didn't realize how just little like men, how little men get that much focus on their penis mm-hmm. from, from, from their partner. Yes. And I, and it was like, oh my gosh, like, I wish I knew this sooner, you know, because again, I, I love to please my partner and men love their penises. I mean, you know, and, and if you can show it as much love as they love it, Woo, you're cooking with gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I call it worshiping the cock. When I work with couples, I was I have a whole module on that. It's like that's usually where the men are sold and like we, we're signing up for this program. <laughs> <laughs> cock worshiping, yeah, we, we're in. Where, where do we pay? Where do we sign up? <laughs> yep, and it's just as empowering for the woman. It like is. I'm like, oh, I got skills. Like mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, you you are gonna be dying if 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 uh, you lose me. <laughs> <laughs> you know that may have been the most in depth answer we've gotten to that question on this show. Yes, <laughs> that's great. Thank you, Layla. That was awesome. Um, yes. awesome conversation yes. too. Get your get your PhD in penis. That's <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I I fully support this. <laughs> PhDs for all women. <laughs> You're going to remember 199, your favorite episode. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Leila, so much for being on the show. We are definitely out of time, or I would keep asking you questions about stories from your bucket list. But unfortunately, that's all the time we have. But thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. And everybody, don't don't forget, you can find me at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>